just like to say that not only has an Amazon van gone past, but the side door was wide open and there was just music blasting out of it, like they were having some sort of a party inside. And it was on the move, driving past. And oh, oh, and there's the Amazon van coming backwards down the road now in reverse. But the music seems to have stopped. And um, welcome to episode 163 of Mr. Bird Pods. Well, it's been a terrible week actually, and um, I've not, I'm not happy being back home. Uh, and uh, the weather's been miserable, apart from today and yesterday. Although apparently we've got a nice week ahead of us. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, so I was desperate for a lion this week, and uh, needless to say, because I was so tired coming back from holiday. Needless to say, the next door neighbours. Uh, having their bathroom gutted and I think one of the walls knocked down within said bathroom. Uh, that started uh, quite regularly uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning and uh, just because of the acoustics of the way our flats are built and the fact that uh, I have the window open all night because I'm hot, um, I've been woken to the sound of uh, drilling and hammering uh, all last week and uh, to make that worse uh, there's actually my least favourite f- uh, scene in the play that I've just finished doing involves an excruciating sound effect of uh, drills uh, so it's just been like a bad dream added to that somebody's been clearing out their bedroom their um, office uh, we are on the verge of driving up to Oxfam Books with about 20 bags of books. The last time we took some books in, um, the face of the man collecting them in the back of the Oxfam store just fell uh, because they're just so unsellable, the titles. But anyway, I'm glad to see them gone, but there's been lots and lots of vacuuming. So I've had a really quiet, restful week. So, um, oh, and what I forgot to mention was the fact that, of course, I was... Ha- I had to get up at my normal time this morning, so I was all prepared for banging and crashing and drilling. Uh, and there was absolute silence, and the builders basically haven't turned up today. So uh, I don't know what's going on there. What's been going on? Tuesday, we went to see La Cage Fall at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. Uh, it rained all the way through the performance. Well, no, it did. It misly drizzled, and it did get a bit heavy, and they stopped the show a couple of times just to um, mop the stage because of the dance numbers, but they didn't actually stop the show completely. And it was very good. It's one of my favourite musicals, and I worked on, when I was a wee strip of a lad, uh, I worked on a uh, sort of star celebrity concert, charity concert version of it, uh, one of listener will remember because they got me involved with it. And um, I can't remember who was in it. Uh, and it was a bit of an eye-opener when you're quite young and naive um, and you're in London for the first time uh, in your life. But it's an amazing musical. Uh, and I think it's so ahead of its time and nothing has ever really caught up with it. But the songs, uh, I'm st- I was dreaming about one of the songs last night, actually. Um, uh, I did enjoy it, so, apart from the rain. So that was that. And then uh, Thursday night, the show finished. 
Um, well, no, that's a complete and utter lie. Thursday night, they had the last night party of the show, which actually finished on Saturday. Uh, and that was very nice. It was in some posh, uh, stroke pretentious, um, gin bar in a upmarket hotel in Esther Square, which was actually was very nice. And um, there's a lot of a bit too many free drinks, actually. What's that noise? And um, yeah, no, it's, it's been a really nice company. And the DSM has been an absolute dream. She's there in um, Puglia at the moment. They flew off on half seven Sunday morning. Uh, and it's gone going past. Uh, so it's been one of the nicest days Sam's I've worked with. It's been a real joy. And the whole company was really lovely. So um, the play, play was a bit gloomy. I'm quite glad it's over. But I was supposed to be working this week and I've been dropped. So I'm not happy about that because I could have gone on holiday this week as I've got no work. Um, and then the big news is that Darren... Um, has press ganged me into company stage managing on his uh, latest extravaganza, which is going to be, which is a repeat of the extravaganza he did in Felling near Gateshead last, uh, not last year, year before last. Uh, it's going to be in Woking. No, it's not going to be in Woking. I've got it in my head. It's in Woking. It's not in Woking. It's in Dorking. Dorking, 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 because uh, they are different places. Uh, in, in last week of October. So if anyone is around the Dorking area at the end of October, please come and see Damn Cheeks, Passion for the Planet. It's a promenade performance. It's going to be done in and around the uh, Quaker uh, building. Uh, I've told me absolutely nothing about it, to be honest. Um, I do know most people working on it because of all the Damn Cheek crew that I know. So... Um, I don't know whether I'm going to be stuck in Dorking for a whole month uh, or whether I'll be home at weekends. Now, this, of course, throws Mr. Burt up in the air. Um, there is no performance on a Monday, but I can't promise there's going to be Mr. Burt throughout October. I will do my best. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. So, um, but that's big news. That's very big news. And then I'm hoping uh, at the moment I've got work on the show back at my favourite theatre uh, after that, uh, which goes through till January, which is quite exciting. So, um, yeah, so it's quite big news that. Um, so it's been a bit, it's a bit tumultuous at the moment live, uh, what with building and building work and uh, not having a job. I was expecting to have a job and uh, signing myself up to... A month in Dorking. Uh, so there we are. I was um, obviously welcomed back by uh, a lot of people who have missed me. Uh, uh, the response from one uh, regular listener was about bloody time and all uh, when they found out I was uh, resurfacing. Uh, that was that should be actually done with a Doncaster accent, but I'm not lowering myself. And um, yes, I'm back. Uh, and uh, we had part one, did we not, of the Italian holiday last week. Um, I have to say, I did go for a run this morning, which is quite jolly. It wasn't jolly, it was awful actually because I was really hot uh, and sweating buckets. And I had to jump in the shower when I got back. Um, with that 
any help from the listeners? I mean, obviously, you all know I was in a real dilemma. The fact I had very deep pockets in my new shorts and my keys were jangling uh, and I sounded like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or the ghost of Marley. Um, I, all I have to do is wrap them in uh, a serviette in my pocket and they stop jangling. If somebody would have been, you know, helpful enough to have suggested that to me before now, it would have been great. I've had to work that out for myself. So, um, where was I? Uh, yes, the holiday. Uh, I better mention the Swedes, actually. The Swedes? No, they're not even Swedes, they're Norwegian. <laughs> the Norwegians. <laughs> the Norwegians are new loyal listeners. Well, one of them is. Uh, and they came into the uh, apartment next to ours. Um, they're on a year's sabbatical. Uh, which I'm quite bitter and envious of about. Uh, so we uh, chatted to them a lot. They're now fixated with this podcast and uh, they've moved on to Lake Garda or somewhere. Uh, and all I can see on Instagram is idyllic pictures and videos of lakes and mountains while the rest of us are working. Just saying. So uh, that's a big shout out to the Norwegians. Um, they've invited us for Christmas, which is really lovely. And I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, they don't seem to be able to decide where they're having Christmas and they haven't told us that yet, but I'm, I'm sure it'll all get sorted out in time. I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> they haven't. So um, uh, where was I? Yes, so I did day one, didn't I? Um, that's a bit of a giveaway, that my Yorkshire accent, isn't it? Day one. But at least it's not Doncaster. That's all I can say. I do get called by a certain person who should remain nameless, uh, but uh, possibly are called the uh, National Treasure, that um, I'm, I'm Porkshire, uh, which has nothing to do with uh, sausages. Uh, it's just jealousy uh, because it means posh Yorkshire. So, um, just people to know that. Uh, so, uh, we got there. I'm just turning a few pages and at the same time watching the car park on the other side of the road. Um, what did we do? So, we walked into the village uh, quite a few times. The village was lovely because it was actually up on a hill. So, that once you got into the village and up to the piazza at the top, you've got another amazing view uh, across the valley, the Barolo Valley, I think it was called Barolo Valley. Um, so I think we were staying in a really beautiful um, place. Now, if uh, there's a change in sound quality now, it's because, uh, and there's also a couple of boys playing football in the uh, background, uh, it's because I finished this and I went back and listened it through to edit it. I don't usually do much editing. I did an awful lot of editing because it was all over the place and then I realised I'd repeated practically everything I said in last week's episode. So I'm doing this second half all over again. So we're up in the piazza. Picture this. That's a Golden Girls reference. Uh, we're up in the piazza and uh, we had a meal in a, in a uh, restaurant, very nice restaurant with outdoor um, tables and uh, somebody had octopus which made me very cross having seen my octopus teacher on Netflix and if you haven't seen it please go and watch it now and 
I had, uh, I just had this cheese, cheese on cheese is what I can describe it as. It was like an aubergine cake, a little, like a potato cake, but made out of aubergine, covered in a uh, sort of, what's the word? Um, what's that fondue? Like covered in uh, local cheese, melted like fondue and surrounded by wafer-thin, uh, crispy parmesan slices. I've never seen anything like it. It's a local delicacy. It was absolutely delicious. <clears throat> cheese on cheese. Uh, so I was very, very happy with that. I very confidently ordered wine, because um, I wanted them to think that I knew what I was talking about with my wine, so I picked one and very confidently told the waiter that's what I uh, wanted. Uh, I did note when I got it, it was very, very sweet. And I did comment on this uh, and somebody just said, uh, and well, I said, it's very sweet. It's almost like a dessert wine. And somebody said, uh, that's because it is a dessert wine and they wondered why I had chosen it. Well, it would be nice, wouldn't it? If they just had prevented me from making a complete idiot of myself by ordering a dessert wine with my main course, main two courses. Uh, anyway, what can I say? Oh, yes, and I also had these, uh, they're like gnocchi. Well, I call them gnocchi, but they're nicer. They're smaller, and they just taste like little bits of mashed potato, and they're covered with melted cheese as well. Um, I am partial to a bit of melted cheese, uh, although I don't like fondue. It's got no interest in the fondue. I mean, I just don't see the point of those at all. So um, that was very nice. And... Um, I have to say as well, on a cultural level, I've been listening, I had been listening at that point to In a Dark, Dark Wood by Ruth Ware uh, on Audible. I was listening to that every night uh, for 20 minutes as I went off to sleep. Um, if you want a good psychological thriller, she's not quite up to the standard of Barbara Vine, queen of psychological thriller, in my opinion, but she's very, very good. Uh, the first one I read was called The Turn of the Key, which was a very good sort of play around with Henry James's Turn of the Screw. Um, this one uh, is very good and I'm actually, I like it so much I'm on to the third one of hers at the moment so that's a by the by turns page the next day we went shopping in what I thought was going to be like a Planet Organic, really expensive little supermarket uh, wasn't expensive uh, the food was so fresh there was nothing uh, out of season to buy apart from lemons and oranges which I presume were imported um, it was a pleasure uh, the only trouble is with Italian uh, sort of supermarket well I you have them in England as well you get a little ticket and you have to sort of queue and wait your turn at the deli counter and the deli counter in Italy has meat, cheese, cakes um, little pre-cooked fresh meals and all sorts of stuff uh, we spent so much time on that. Uh, there was usually nobody there when we got to the counter and about 50 people uh, behind us by the time we left. And uh, I could see the woman um, heart sinking a little bit. She saw us uh, come towards her each time we went in there. But it was worth it. Breakfast on the second day, um, Ma Marissa had done an extra special thing which was this amazing frittata which was just full of fresh herbs from uh that they grow around the buildings and um, which we were allowed to go and pick as well if we wanted to cook with them which is very nice it was just it was like a frittata i've never tasted in my life 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to stop waxing the about the food because um, it's going to get boring. And then our first um, excursion uh, was to the Barolo Chapel. Now, Barolo, as I said, I can't remember if I said or not, is the uh, little town nearby that we could see in the middle of our vista from the balcony terrace, um, but which is world famous for its wines. Um, one of the landowners' vineyards, I mean, the, the landscape is just solid green vines, that's why it's so beautiful. It must be stunning in the autumn as well when the leaves change colour. Um, there's a very rich family who presumably own quite a lot of land around there, and they seem to, over the years, forged relationships with uh, contemporary artists uh, who, I think, designed some of the interiors of their restaurants. Anyway, they've got uh, on their land, there's a little, I think it's probably disused, it might not be, a little chapel, tiny thing. Uh, and the outside is painted now, or was some years back, by an American artist who I hadn't heard of, but he's well known, called Sol Lewitt. And the interior, uh, done by David Tremlett, who I had heard of and is an English painter, couldn't see the interior, sadly, which did look lovely from what we could see through the window. But the outside is like a sort of uh, Mondrian, but with brighter colours. So it's like blocks of primary colours. Um, and it absolutely stands out in the landscape, but but in the right way. It works really, really well. Um, you can see all this on my Instagram, by the way, if uh, any of you, I know some of you follow me on it. Um, so that was our first excursion. It was a very steep walk down and a very steep walk back up to the car, I had to say, in very hot weather, uh, which I could have done without. Uh, my reading matter uh, on holiday was, well, I started before I went away, uh, as regular listeners will know, Maggie O'Farrell's Hamnet, which I did manage to finish, and I have passed on to uh, one of the Norwegians, and I hope they've enjoyed it. Um, English not being their first language, but they were very good at English, so uh, it's not too difficult to read, and it's an absolutely, it's just a tremendous book, and, and so deserving of winning. Was it the Woman's Prize? It, was, it won some big prize, uh, absolutely deserving of it. It's just highly recommended, probably one of my top three books of the year. Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell, the um, fictionalised story of uh, Shakespeare's son, called Hamnet with an N, but apparently the name Hamnet and Hamlet are interchangeable. And he died, the records of his death, though not from what, at the age of 11, I think. And Maggie O'Farrell's imagined his life and the life of Shakespeare and his wife and the rest of the family um, up to and past the death of the child. And it sounds really depressing and it is deeply, deeply sad. Its analysis of grief is is quite raw but it's just not a depressing book it's an absolutely beautiful book um she's obviously done a lot of historical research but where's it likely to quote a cliche and um it almost reads like a contemporary book um she's just done it so well um and just creates this family of she never refers to Shakespeare by name. It's always he's always referred to as the father or the writer or the husband, um, which sort of takes the weight of the Shakespeare reference off the book uh, in a good way. And I, I absolutely loved it. I can't go on about it now, but it's a great book, uh, Hamlet by Maggie O'Farrell. Um, where am I? Yeah, so we bonded with the family next door. Turned out the Italian uh, mother is a 
workplace behavioural psychologists. That went down well. Uh, they were really lovely. The kids were lovely. And we got loads of food out of them because they were feeling guilty about the noise they were making, which was uh, not very much at all. Uh, but it was really nice having um, nice neighbours because they were sort of neighbours. They were a French family with two doors down, so to speak, and the Italian family were next door to us. A bit frustrating not being able to speak in the same language, but um, that was all right. We all got on really well. I know I know, lockdown was a long time ago, but, some, but somehow I think it just reverberates continually. Um, I was quite glad we weren't just shut up away from people. Part of me is I had thought, oh, God, there's going to be people around. Are they going to be noisy? Are we going to have to talk to them? And it, they were so lovely, the people with us. And it was really nice communicating with people we didn't know from other countries with different experiences of life. Um, and I really felt that connection. And I think actually that was one on one level that holiday did me an awful lot of good. I think I was getting very, very insular and it's hard to pick up seeing people again anyway, London being the size it is. So, um, yeah, I think that did me the world of good, to be honest. That was another reason I think I came back quite jolly up from this holiday. Um, well, that's about day two, I think. Um, I think I've done all my exciting week things. Uh, I'm reading The Romantic by William Boyd, who is my one of my absolute favourite writers. I don't read many male writers, but I absolutely love his books. If you want rollicking good reads, uh, anything by him. Uh, from The Romantics, his latest. And then... I've just finished The Twyford Code by Janice Hallett, which is great as well. I'll talk about those another time. Television. Uh, have we finished watching anything? We're still battling through stuff. Still battling through Annika, Mr. Queen. Started watching Heartstopper, which is lovely, on Netflix. And Only Murders in the Building is back. Uh, series 3. Uh, it's on Disney Plus uh, or Stars. Uh, and it's... Uh, perfect Sunday night viewing. I absolutely love it. It's like coming home, sitting down, watching that program. It just makes me feel cosy and warm, uh, even though it's blazing hot outside. Um, I hope I haven't repeated myself now, uh, and I think I've said everything I was going to say. So um, I'm going to sign off. Thank you for listening. <laughs>